This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog. You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You buy homemade bread? What are you, QAnon? What makes him happy? Uh, Not being in this movie? Not being in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Well, we have been dealing with some technical difficulties that it looks like we finally Saw. Yes, here we are. Alderaan is in retrograde. <laughs> what is it? Alderaan. Alderaan is in retrograde. That was the Princess Leia's planet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Remember when oh. it blew it up and she hardly even reacted, like her entire planet blew up, and she's just like, oh, <laughs> how could you do that? Well, wasn't she a little, <laughs> like, just a little distressed because she wasn't wearing a bra? Yeah, that, that would be yeah. well, a... Yeah. And you wind that hair so tight too into a, right. into yeah, a yeah, cinnamon she had bun. things on her mind. Yeah. Her buns, her buns in her head. So, her so buns. listen, we're gonna get right into. Um, okay, and I'll preface it this way. So, I have another podcast called Reality Reading Rainbow, uh, where I talk about books written by reality stars. I was a guest on someone else's podcast. Okay, his name is Samaj. And the podcast is called Samaj Get Cancelled. And out of the blue, in the middle of his podcast, he brings up the fact that he is a regular listener of A Lifetime of Hallmark, and his favorite part he looks forward to every week is... The Black China News? Right! Yes! Les you, Les, you have to ask the question. Oh, well, do we have any Black China? <laughs> Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. <laughs> Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. I mean, Ooh. if he's listening specifically for that, we have to give him the question first. <laughs> yeah, with, with an intro like that, we've got to have some Black China news. Well, we do. Um, uh, it's not a little light on Black China news today, but there is something from October 20th that we hadn't reported before. Oh. This is from RadarOnline.com. Exclusive, explosive docs. Rob Kardashian's demands. Department of Family and Child Services report remains sealed in Black China court battle. Uh, Rob Kardashian rushed to court to fight his ex, Black China, over the release of sensitive documents about the daughter Dream. According to court documents obtained by Radar, Rob and China are going back and forth about a sealed Department of Family and Child Services report. Rob and China are currently facing off in dueling lawsuits. He sued over an alleged assault and battery that went down on December 14, 2016. The two were living at Kylie Jenner's home at the time. Late at night, the two got into a verbal argument that turned physical. China lunged towards Rob with an iPhone charging cable, which we've talked about this many times, yeah. but, you know, it never gets old, and attempted to strangle Rob with a cord around his neck. His suit read, Rob claims his ex ran after him and struck him in the face with a metal pole. Um, China but denies the, Again, it got ex. more violent than the last time we heard this story. Wait, I know, that pole. part of the story always gets more violent every time. She ran after him. So she apparently was, was holding this pole like she was, like, what do we call it? Like a 
javelin thrower gets just running <laughs> yeah. after him <laughs> through the house. You know, pr- probably knocking over other stuff. I would assume. I don't know yeah. if they have you know expensive lamps or anything. Um, so anyway, China denies assaulting her ex and claims her actions were in self-defense. <laughs> well, he didn't have a metal pole. Um, yeah. Anyways, recently China told the court to uh, she China told the court she got her hands on a report from DCFS that included Rob's testimony. She said when Rob was questioned about China, he never once mentioned abuse. In newly filed docs, Rob pleads with the court for permission to file the report under seal. Uh, yes, uh, he says the judge presiding over his custody case with China already ruled they were to be get, kept confidential. He does not want the report unsealed in the civil case. So, Oh, Rob's attorney did note, despite China's claim, the DCFS records do not support defendant's claim that he did not, phys- she did not physically attack plaintiff. Well, there's more. This goes on. I thought this was a short you, article. You can you can stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just stop now. That's okay. We, yeah. we have to have a little abbreviated show today. And here's, and here's the deal. I yeah. personally, at the moment, I'm dealing with DCFS because we're in the process of adoption oh, okay. through foster care system, and DCFS is Child and Family Service. Yeah. So the thing okay. that is sounding a little sketchy to me is the fact that she got a hold of records that are sealed by DCFS because that's Mm -hmm. supposed to be like, you know, confidential information. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So there, so, and and I, and I do agree with you, Jason too. It's like, every time we hear the story, it gets more and more and more, it, it really truly does i'm not even trying to be funny i've just noticed that anecdotally you'll tell the story it'll be like oh you know black china looked at rob funny and then it's like well she pulled out an iphone cord and threatened him and then it's like oh she choked him with the iphone cord and then they then we hear it's a a metal a metal oh. stick that turned into a metal pole that's now smacking him in the face because wasn't it originally a selfie stick <laughs> I think we, I think we, so. yeah, I think we posited right. that maybe the metal pole was a stick. That makes sense. Yeah, well, it's logical in this situation. Yeah, what's next? She's going to be pouring gasoline on him. No, <laughs> well, I poisoning know. him with peppers if he's allergic to peppers. Segway, Kurt. There you yes. go. We got to keep it moving today. Less is on the schedule. Because that's what happened today in our movie Psycho Winter. <laughs> Yeah, there was there was a pepper poisoning incident. That's a trope. That is a lifetime trope of the uh, poison someone with a food that they specifically tell you they're allergic to. And I'm curious, do people really have allergies that serious? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually know somebody that had a pepper allergy, and the same thing would happen. Yeah. Wow. And especially, it was kind of crazy because, um, you know, I had for the past month. Thank God it's over. I had a haunted house gig, and, <laughs> and I was I was handing out candy, and there were all sorts of allergies. Like people, you know, I have a peanut allergy, I have a chocolate allergy. I have so I've I've heard all about all sorts of aller- allergies this month. I've been working in a haunted house allergy. <laughs> I have that. I have, I have that allergy. I've been there. But, but yeah, like my husband is allergic to kiwis. Wow. Kiwis? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That doesn't kiwi. come up too often. And you, you mean like, like no? people from New Zealand? 
No. no. The other, the, the, the key. Oh, the real. The little freaks. That's you know how I know because I accidentally gave him <laughs> Accidentally less? He was always getting tips from the way people snoop in these movies? Well, he mm-hmm. didn't go like this. He didn't go. <laughs> like the guy did on this movie. <laughs> Okay. So okay, here we go. We start off. We're at we're at a school. Psycho intern. Yeah, psycho intern in lifetime. Yes, we're at a school, and there's a teacher, and this kid comes in, and he's coming in hot, and he's like, "I want to talk to you about my grade." The teacher kind of looked like Andy Richter, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he I totally looked like Andy <laughs> Richter. He totally did. They probably wanted him. I wonder if Andy it. Richter if. Because remember a few years ago, Will Ferrell and uh, Kristen Wiig did like a legit Lifetime movie. I wonder if Andy Richter would do a cameo just to be able to say he did it. That would be hilarious. He should. Yeah. He's funny. This kid and this kid, this kid came in hot and this kid's like, listen, (laughs) I have a C on this test and I'm not, this is unacceptable. And you're going to give me an A right now. Well, the teacher was like, the only A I'm going to give you is I'm sending your ass to the principal. Right? Well, I kind of. He seems a little bit. He seemed afraid of the kid, actually. Because at first, I thought the kid was either going to beat him up or mm-hmm. I thought that he was going to change the grade. But yeah. then we see the next scene, we see the parents coming out of the principal's office. I like yeah. also, and that's this is the first time we see uh, the kid's name is Alex, and he kind of pouts. Kind of puffs his cheeks out. Like, I know. I know. People at home can't see that. But. It's it's almost like a, a uh, an Incredible Hulk move, but instead of like you know bulking up, becoming green, he puffs. He goes to, from sad to like being so sad that his head's about to explode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like he's blowing up his like he's a blowfish. You know? Yeah. Like, so, so then, so then he's so then it's the car ride home. It's Alex, his parents, Alex and his parents, and of course Alex is getting in trouble by his dad for threatening the teacher. Which, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's something that you need to get in trouble for threatening your teacher. They said it was his fifth outburst this year. Yeah. Yes. So Alex was not. Alex was not doing well this year. No, it was a bad day for everybody in this in this family. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. then Alex is like, "Oh yeah, outburst! I'll show you an outburst!" And then Alex grabs the steering wheel of the car. It's not funny to them. No. and then we don't see what happens, but presumably they fall into the ditch. And right. at, and they're showing the credits and all that. And did you notice who was in this movie? Who? So the guy that plays Ben is uh-huh. Jason Tremblay, who's the dad oh, wow. of Jacob Tremblay, the the kid that was in Room. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So it's kind of like Oscar, you, you're following Oscar nominated movie. The reason, yeah, the reason oh, I know oh, this, I, Kurt, because Kurt, I, I could tell why Kurt, Kurt's laughing because, like, why do I know that? Because you're following when, the acting career, of the kid that's in Room. Well, no, when Jason <laughs> Tremblay was when he was doing like all the awards circuit, even though he wasn't nominated for a lot of them, he uh, he was going out in you know to support the movie, and his dad was always there on the red carpet. And everyone would always talk about how hot the dad was. And which dad one was the? Hot. And who was it? Is he's the, he's the, uh, the graphic artist guy. The, the yeah, Ben. Gallery, yeah. gallery guy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, Ben. 
Oh, that's a kid. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. So, so then we see Al. We see Alex is putting on a tie, which he took a long time doing. He he did not go to Catholic school. It took him a long time to get that tie on. So then we see a girl. She's heading off to college. Her mom is sending her off to college, and we've seen her mother before. And I believe her mother, and the last time we saw her, was sending her daughter off to college as well. So this woman has a niche in lifetime. Oh, yeah. Sending her daughter off. Like the hot mom sending her daughter off to college. The, the daughter she- who looked the same age as the mom. Yeah, I thought they were sisters at first. I totally uh, I thought, thought the they mom, were sisters. I thought the mom looked a little older. But not much. Yeah. Like, the mom looked like she's probably I think like... The mom, I think the mom was holding up well. She probably was, but, was, but, but they, they cast yeah. a daughter that looked probably like her, her actual real-life age as opposed to college age. Okay. Right. If this is right. her niche. Like when she gets older, she's gonna have to transition into like somebody who sends her granddaughter off to college, or like the hot grandma. You know, oh yeah, going. yeah. Okay, that's good. So, so <laughs> then, her daughter off to college. Uh, oh, her name is Maya. Maya mm-hmm. is sending her daughter off to college. Maya. Who? Then Maya goes Maya. into her office. She goes into her office, and we see a new intern starting. With Maya's assistant, who looked like a junior, Vivica A. Fox. Yes, so I put, Kate. Kate. I put Vivica Junior. That's how I in my notes for her. So, so you know, Alex is starting. He's going through his intern interview. He's very eager. Um, so then, I, have have any of you ever worked in corporate America? I've yeah, I've worked a bunch of temp jobs. Yeah. Yeah, the only I reason I, the only reason I was asking is because so we see Maya. She's giving like a PowerPoint presentation, and then she gets applause. Does that happen? I don't know if I was in any of those kind of meetings. Not <laughs> <laughs> that I remember. I mean, like I would, I've been in meetings, and most meetings, even when there's like money involved and stuff like. They're boring as hell. Like you don't really applause unless there have been. Yeah. Unless there's like somebody getting congratulated for something and you sort of forced to. But I don't think anyone's like, that is the best spreadsheet I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah people aren't that excited. It's also also there's usually people like on the phone, people are listening to the phone, or I guess yeah. now they're doing it on Zoom and you know, it's 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 not that exciting. And we could tell in this office was very male heavy. Like she was the only woman. Mm-hmm. Wasn't she the only woman in this in this uh, meeting? Well, I guess so. I guess so, and that would make sense because it is kind of a plot point later, right? So, so then we see Alex. He's interviewing for his internship. You know, they're going through his resume. Uh, we find out he was in the Army Reserves. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, but he's like, I didn't see any action. I was only in the reserves. And then, um, he gets the intern job and the big deal is they get a free lunch. They get free gym membership and free lunch. That's great. As I, cause I, I don't know. I've, well, the free lunch is great. I had a, I had a temp job at a law firm. It was the most, it was the last one I had. 
And they, and yeah, they would free lunch. We could order lunch. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is great. See, it's great in concept because somebody's buying you food, but they yeah. do that so that you don't leave the office. Also, yeah. I don't to leave anyway. For him too, since he's an intern and it's a free internship, he's not making any money. So this is probably his meal for a day. Where was this movie yeah. set? I could not tell what skyline yeah. that was. Why, why was the Space Needle not in the downtown it skyline? Was, or it was supposed to be in Washington State because the cars. They I had saw Washington that. Yeah, they showed that. that. Was Seattle. They showed oh, they that, Vancouver? and then immediately showed the skyline. And I'm like, where's the Space Needle? They're not in Seattle. That didn't look, maybe, didn't maybe look like Vancouver, Seattle. Maybe it's Vancouver, Washington. Oh man, I don't think they wanted us to know. I just thought it was in Washington. It's like, it's like some small. Yeah. It was like a small city. It's like it's not New it, York. Because it was Chicago. definitely Washington. Like, it was in LA. Like, that's I'm thinking Vancouver. Spokane. Washington. It always had clear skies. Yeah. Or did it? I don't know. It's a mystery. Mm. So, so of course, it comes to the background check, and this is where Alex gets a little cage. Didn't you think <laughs> it was funny that they didn't have? him do a background check before he came in or didn't have him fill out information before he came in. I, and this I was know. odd too. They wanted to know his bank account information. Well, well some interest for direct deposit. Pay. Yeah. He was going to get paid. Yeah. But that he was like, really, couldn't he just say, I don't have a bank account. I think he, I think he did say something like that. He said, yeah, what I did think was funny about that beat is like, why couldn't he faked all these other records? Why couldn't he have just like opened a bank account somewhere? Right. Yeah. Right. Bank accounts are very open to that. And it, I, it, I've done, I've done three internships in my life and I, they never did a background check on me. I don't think I could have been a maniac. Free? Were they like yeah. paid? They were free. Yeah. I was getting paid. The, the kind of work you're doing though too. Like this was going to be sensitive medical information that they're handling. So I could see them uh, checking into him. So, oh, okay. so, then, so then he starts kissing ass immediately. Mm -hmm. Like, can I get you coffee? And Vivica A. Fox Jr. is not liking this. No, she's very threatened. Yes. He kept asking about coffee, though. Like, she specifically told him he doesn't need to do that, and he immediately went and did it. Right. Well, he starts, all of a sudden, it's like his body language changes. Like, he starts, like, hugging the door, like, like sliding a door like he's uh, Mrs. Robinson. Mm -hmm. It's like, would you like some coffee? But I like I liked these workers, because they weren't putting up with his shit. Like, even the receptionist is like, slow down, tiger. You're not, like, chill out. Because he was asking her for coffee, too. He does, yeah. And she's like, you know, don't be kissing my ass. I'm just the receptionist here. I would have taken a coffee back in the day. I don't drink coffee anymore. Oh, you don't? I stopped last year. Yeah. Oh, how is that? It's fine. I miss it. I Sometimes I drink. I, every, I, every once in a while, I'll drink a decaf. And I, and I miss it. I love the, like, the smell of coffee. I'm drinking coffee right now. <laughs> now I stopped drinking it. So, so then we see Maya, she's going to the office gym mm -hmm. and we have our obligatory shower scene, but it wasn't a male shower scene. It was a Maya shower scene. Yeah. yeah that was gym. disappointing. Was this the same day? I think it certainly felt very early on in their, their knowing each other. Yeah. Cause he's <laughs> because at the gym. 
So he brought his gym clothes the first day, assuming, well, just in case there's a free gym. Maybe yeah. in his car. Okay. Yeah. I thought way, it was- I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not a hypocrite. I do. I, I, I don't think these shower scenes in the middle of the day, I didn't even shower today. So I don't think these shower, <laughs> scenes, these shower scenes are always necessary. She did just work out though. So at least rather than some of the ones we watch where a guy just decides to shower at three o'clock in the afternoon. Again, I'm not mad about it. I'm no, not mad. I'm about not it. mad about it. I'm never, <laughs> I think, I'm never mad about it. I, I, I was I happy to even see Alex in gym clothes though. Cause he, he was in gym clothes and deliberately bumps into Maya. Right. Now, if it was the principal at the beginning of the movie in an obligatory shower scene, I think I would have been pissed. But no, not yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so then the lights go out. Are you saying you don't want to watch Andy Richter's shower? I really don't. <laughs> he makes you laugh, though. Yes. So then, so then my so the lights <laughs> out in the in the gym bathroom and so maya is walking around and you know hello hello (laughs) and then so she goes home i like that line reading then her security system is acting up and so then she calls onstar or whatever her security agency is and and then they, t- they tell her to use the last four digits of her social, which she says out loud, which you're never supposed to do. Yeah, I try to steal her identity. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, then the next day, she goes to work, and she's telling Vivica Jr., I had to, ch- I had to change my security system. And then... So it was the number out loud and Alex is eavesdropping. Now I know we have limited time today. However, due to tech problems, schedules and all that kind of stuff, but I have to ask, so what was going on there? Was, was Alex coordinate? I thought Alex was on the phone, like talking to her, pretending he was the, I thought that the, the too, guy because the that scene code. went on long enough where it seemed like that's what was going on. But then the next day, He's doing he overhears her talking to Kate about it and just happens to get the information. Like, we didn't even need that other scene. Right, because no. remember, she was like, well, my new my new code is 1105. And then Kate's like, oh, your birthday? And then he was outside eavesdropping. Yeah, yeah, after that. But and then, but then, like, the night before, isn't he even, like, outside the house? To it? Didn't they, like, show him, like, snooping around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's confusing. So, so then... Um, by the way, I also thought it was funny that, uh, Kate called out Maya for like, really, you use your birthday for both doors. And if you think about it, Kate's job, I mean, Maya's job, this software company that she's a project manager at, and she's trying to land this big deal for, they're going to be handling medical records, meaning like her entire career is built on the security of information and she's just using her birth date as her password. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which you're not supposed to do. <laughs> so 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 then we see we see uh, Vivica Junior and Maya and they're like out for lunch, and as they're walking back to the office, they meet Ben, Jacob Tremblay's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so Ben's like kind of hitting on Maya. Maya's kind of hitting on Ben, and then. Uh, Vivica Jr. goes and whisks her away. 
and her reasoning is for whisking her away is you want to remain mysterious. But, I don't I don't have to babysit tonight. My son is in child care in someone's shed. Right, exactly. <laughs> for years, so we're good. So let's go to our... Yeah, so we're good. We can go out tonight. That's terrible. Somebody was locked in a shed. Oh, I don't like that. That makes me uncomfortable. As it should, I guess. Yeah, it should. I, I, I would <laughs> absolutely think it would. should. <laughs> I was just thinking, oh, good. That's a that's a normal mode of thinking. That, that's that's healthy. <laughs> I, I would think it would make you feel uncomfortable, Kurt. Well, you know, it's that 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 came around for me. I'm glad you recognized that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. You know, we 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 experience every step of that process. <laughs> so so then they're working late. And they were talking there and they were talking mm-hmm. about how much paper they use. They, I guess they were using too much paper because Vivica Jr. called it tree genocide because they were using Damn. that much paper. It's <laughs> kind of extreme. Again, they do work for a technology company and they were preparing a lot of hard copies of things. <laughs> so, so then we see Kate driving home that night. Wait, no, Alec color coded a bunch of stuff. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He's kissing ass. And so, yeah, he color-coded stuff. He's a color-coded kisser. And Maya was loving it, and Kate was hating it. She likes it. So then after that, Kate was driving home from work. Alex is in a car behind her, and Alex... Well, before this, before this, I like that... uh, Maya and Kate are walking in their cars and they're talking and basically sharing how neither one of them has gotten the D in a while. Right. No. Right. It's been a D for Maya. Maya. It's, it's been a couple of years. Yes. It was a long time. Mm-hmm. Kate's been a couple of months. Yeah. And we're talking, these are both very attractive ladies, mm-hmm. which means there's no justice because no. they they are so attractive. They should be getting the D on the regular if that's what they want. Yes, I agree. They're both attractive. Right. So, so then Kate's driving home. Alex is driving behind her. And then all of a sudden, Alex <laughs> knocks her off of the road. What? Yeah, but cut. Oh, go ahead, Kurt. Wouldn't, no, it's just because kind of put Kate out of her misery because she was listening to this music that was just kind of a loop. It was like <laughs> it never really had any, you know. I mean, there was no no lyrics to it. Why? I mean, that Public Enemy I used to listen to was very repetitive music, but it was it was it was it was real. This was just. Do you think okay. like dance music is usually like one lyric just repeated over and over and over again? Yeah, but it was never ending. I, I, th- I think if she she could drive drive three thousand miles, it just wouldn't have ended. <laughs> she had to. It had to stop for her. Now, what did you think of the car accident? And then you can hear Kate groaning. Well, why? So he's pulling. He's like on her ass, and then he pulls around her. So when he's like mm-hmm. at her side, instead of racing this maniac that's trying to run you off the road, why didn't she just stop? So he keeps zooming past her. It was confusing. Because they were like right neck and neck for a second. I'm like, just slow down and let him go around. And then then you can hear her groaning after they crashed. And then the next day. Well, wait. Also, he's standing there over her with a tire iron, but doesn't use it. Right. No, he almost did, but then we then you you could hear somebody behind them. Like, are you all right? And then he 
runs well, away. Okay, you guys have got to admit, out of all of our psychos and our wrong people, Alex isn't the brightest ball. No, but I would also say he differs in that he he actually is somewhat remorseful and, and it is a little bit aware that he can't control his anger, whereas usually the other ones are crazy for crazy's sake. Right. Mm-hmm. True. True. Because, yeah, you can see on his face, like, he has a split second of remorse and then gets back to it. Well, and also they sort of explain the crowbar thing later in the movie um, when he's referring to somebody else that he used that crowbar with. So it makes sense almost that he didn't do it to her. Yeah. So, so then now so then the next day, the receptionist has raccoon eyes because she's been crying. She's very runny and scared. Mm-hmm. She's everyone's like, upset about Kate. She's got crumpled up uh, Kleenex. And, <laughs> That's just uh, she's got, She looks like Tabby Finn Baker. There's a movie about her now. I know. I yeah, this, this receptionist woman should have played her in the movie. So, and then Alex, of course, has watched All About Eve because he's like, I'll take over Kate's job. As have I. And so then Alex takes over. <laughs> and then um, who's having flashbacks? Alex is having flashbacks, right? Me. I'm having flashbacks of the movie Mommy Dearest. Mommy Dearest where like Jim Crawford, like her, her daughter's in the hospital. So Joan goes in, she starts playing the role in the soap opera. Yes, on Search for Tomorrow. Yeah. Well, he asked who's having flashbacks. And she's like 30 years older. So, so Kate is all jacked up in the hospital. And then, um, then we later at home, we see Maya. She's watching TV and Alex is taking pictures. Where was Alex taking pictures? He was out in the car, right? Outside. He was outside the, the window. Taking pictures with a very noisy camera. Well, noisy and also the flash is, what, I think, yeah. what, what uh, made Maya realize something was going on. Yeah, yeah, he was like a paparazzi. And, and I'm sure Maya was like, well, why couldn't you just use your phone instead yeah. of like an old-fashioned camera? No, 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 it wasn't his phone. Like, it was his phone. That was a very loud flash. Yeah. I mean, a very loud noise. I thought he had one of those cameras that like Abe Lincoln would, would uh, pose for. Where, like like know, with the big, like, picture, the, like, the yeah, cape yeah, thing yeah. hanging off of it. <laughs> the, 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 like the light bulb burst out. when they take the photo. <laughs> And then they have like the curtain, like the, the curtain and they have like the, yep. like you hold the thing and it's like, yep. I mean, that's how Lifetime should do the next hidden camera in one of these movies is really just go all out and have one of those. <laughs> and then when he's looking at the pictures, it should look like those old pictures. Like yeah. she's sitting, she's sitting there like she's in the old West. It's like sepia toad. <laughs> <laughs> this is my boss, Maya, the prospector. <laughs> <laughs> There's gold and there's art. So, oh, so, so, so then Alex discovers that there was a scratch on his car, but no shit, you ran somebody off the road, of course there's going to be a scratch in your car. Yeah, he's freaked out about it. It was weird that he didn't realize that until that moment when he got to work. Like, the, but, like later, like not even that same day. 
Right. But but that's what happens when you run someone off the road that you, you have a scratch on your car. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you know that? Yeah. Well, how they, do you know that, Les? <laughs> I know that, Les. Well, not Police. that I run people off the road. Or no. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's trying to clean the scratch off. <laughs> I think I've done that. You try to like wet the scratch on your car. It's like, well, it kind of like looks better scuffed. for now. It's scuffed. Fun so, fact, by the way, that I just found out. If you've got a minor scuff on metal, uh, those magic erasers will work on it. Yes, I oh, saw that okay. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Magic erasers. Okay. Yes, I totally saw that on YouTube. So, one of the things that I noticed about this movie, when it came to eating... The people on this movie would always eat like this was their like their last meal on earth. And they would just like gorge their faces. Wow. And they were always Man. eating at a to-go box. But I guess lunch was free. Well, lunch was free. Yeah. That was established in this movie. Yeah, I don't think these people who work there, I don't think they eat any other time. So yeah. they, they only eat twenty <laughs> once every twenty-four hours and they get the free meal. They were gorge. Everything that they were eating, they were all like just shoveling it in like they hadn't had a meal since it's the last that, time they had lunch. It's possible the actors were also working overtime too, yeah. and they were like, they're like, Yeah, yeah, you can eat it, you can eat it. Like, oh, before we got to the uh, this scene, there, there was something that happened twice in this movie that was amazing and had nothing to do with the movie. So, you know, when they show those like banner ads at the bottom of the screen and occasionally it'll show up during the actual show, they did that. It was a uh, so during this really intense scene where uh, Alex is in the car, like looking at the photos he captured of Maya, he's like, you know, angrily staring at the phone and sort of like obsessing over her. And then at the bottom of the screen comes an ad for a movie called An Ice Wine Christmas. Yes, I saw that too. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. Which I want to watch it because Ice you know who wine. it stars? It's starring the, the woman in it is from the, you know how there's a reboot of Fantasy Island? Right? Yes. And Miss Rourke, she was Miss Rourke Alina. on Fantasy Island. Rosalind was Miss Rourke? Yeah, because Fantasy Island was rebooted, and it had a limited run a couple of months ago. And so, yeah, it's Miss Rourke and her trusty sidekick, Ruth, who was an old lady who got her youth back. So Ruth is a, is a tattoo character? Yes, and how they explained it is so, so Ruth was like 80 years old when she got to Fantasy Island. And then her fantasy was to be young again, and she was supposed to die. But then Miss Work is like, well, instead of dying, why didn't you stay here and be my assistant? And Ruth is like, fine. And then Ruth got a tattoo on her back. <sighs> and, and so then she's like, well, you know, because my, my great uncle had an assistant who also had a tattoo. And then they showed a picture and it was tattoo. Oh. Her great uncle was tattooed. Mr. Rourke. No, her great uncle was Mr. Mr. Rourke Ms. had the assistant name tattoo. Miss Rourke's great uncle was Mr. Rourke, but they always had a sidekick. And she's like, and Ruth is like, oh, oh I like my tattoo. And then Miss Rourke is like, oh, my great uncle had a sidekick and his his name was also tattooed. And then they took a picture of tattoo. All right. Believe it or not, I need that explained to me again. And then <laughs> that's okay. Says, that's okay. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because then Ruth is like, "Well, what are my jobs going to be?" And then, then Miss Worker is like, "Well, you know, my my uh, uncle's sidekick used to always go the plane, the plane." 
Because remember, tattoos are always good. They're black. Yeah, yeah. They're clean. I, That's what I, I, have, the show. I have not seen this new version of Fantasy Island, but I can already tell that I hate it. Yeah. Sorry, Les, you're not selling it. Yeah. Well, what am I, I don't, actually? I don't want to watch that. Someone who I, I know, know, who you may know too, Kurt, was one of the guests on Fantasy Island, who I know from the Fringe Circuit. I think we My talked about Chad. it on the show. Was he on our show at one point? Not on our show, but we could I say know who it is. It's a no, no, public. my friend Chuck. My friend, oh. no, my friend Chuck. Oh, I and I know I him know. from the Fringe Circuit, and he was on as one of the. He was uh, oh, good. the guest stars on Fantasy Island, and so you might. I don't know if you know him because he's from the circuit. Okay, I don't think so. So well, we are watching an ice wine Christmas. Is that what you're telling? Me? Oh, we're totally watching an ice wine. First <laughs> is it of all, ice or iced? Ice wine. It was uh, ice. Was ice. Ice. Wait, and, then, and then here's the deal. Another thing. Did you notice that they were really Lifetime was really promoting their Christmas movies? Oh yeah. And every one of their movies, other than the Reba McIntyre, John Schneider was, uh, yeah, were people of color, like all of them. Um, I wouldn't say that because I saw the clip of the one with the, the Brady Bunch people in it. Oh, I didn't see. Wait, I didn't see that one. There's a movie with most of the uh, surviving members of the Brady Bunch <gasps> cast in it. I but I don't. They're not playing the Brady's. Oh, really? We're watching it, yeah. But we're watching it. Okay. Oh, you know. We're, we're, I you didn't even see that one. Yeah, you and know we Eve Plum's in there. She's gigging. I think she Does is it? doing it. I think oh, she, she does, is, yeah, but yeah. maybe Susan. Forget who didn't do it. I admire Eve Plum. She's out there working. She does, you know, she she like shows up in kind of like some like interesting roles. She She's doing her thing. One that always was like an actress, actress. Like she like tried to stretch herself and stuff. Yeah, I remember she was Dawn, Portrait of a Teenage Runaway, and she was the first one that kind of stepped through after Brady Bunch, the original show. She stepped away. And she's like, I don't want to do this right now, and so didn't come back for um, uh, the Variety Hour. Right, right, because she was well while they were doing the Variety Hour, she was busy like being nominated for Emmys for her like. Oh, she did an after school special, didn't she? That she, she was nominated for or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. I want to see. I'd like to watch that. Like she was. I the probably one. have seen it. She was the one out of all of them who was like, I'm an actor and I'm going to like. Mm-hmm. Out of kids. Because yeah. Mr. Brady was on Broadway. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was part of why he he wanted to leave the show for a while. And they kept talking him into staying because they all really did feel like a family. And so he would stick around because he felt like an, a, uh, an allegiance to them. But uh, at the end of their last season on the air, um he just stopped coming to work. So there, there's a few episodes at the end of the last <laughs> season. And he's just not even in. I've never seen an interview. Yeah, an interview with uh, Florence Henderson where she talks about how he, he was always complaining about the dialogue. He goes, this is stupid. She's like, Robert, like, just get to work. It's like, dude, A, as an actor, dude, it's a steady check. And B, what do you expect? You're on a show talking about Kitty Carriol is missing. This is not... Well, I, I, yeah, no, I get that. A, I think a, that's probably his point is, yeah, I'm taking a check, but I don't want to be. I, I'm okay with leaving this. And everyone else is like, no, nah, just perm the hair and take the check. I yeah, at the last minute. I he left after the very last episode ever. I can't <laughs> wrap my head around that. I walked away. It's a steady check. I can't. I, my, my brain just doesn't compute that. 
It's a steady check on a network television series. But not everyone has the same goals as you. This is true. I, I think we, especially like in entertainment, we do this a lot of like, well, that's a great gig. Why wouldn't they want that? I said, well, that's oh, their not, reason to figure out why they don't want it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not shaming him, but I'm like, okay, dude, there's a few extra zeros on that check, Mike, where, you know, you may want to sock that away mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, because Mr. Brady, after, you know, you left the Brady Bunch and went on to Roots, after Roots, not much came along. Well, he kept going back to being a Brady. Did the Variety yeah. Hour, did the Brady right. Brides, did uh, the... the yeah, so there were several Brady Bunch series. So there was the Brady Bunch. There was oh, the, the rides. I thought you yeah. said the rides. Yeah. Like there, I thought some amusement park. There rides. was the the Brady Kids cartoon. Yeah. There was uh, the Brady Bunch variety hour. Then they did a Brady Brides movie where Marsha and Jan are both getting married. And then they did a spinoff series centered on them, but everyone else would still stop by. And then they did a a Christmas movie. Uh, a very Brady Christmas that was so successful. They did another series called the Brady's, which was an hour long dramedy with a, a laugh track in which well, Marsha became an alcoholic and then kicked her alcoholism in one episode. Now yeah. I have some dirt about the Brady bride. Oh, now I'm not going to say which bride, okay. but I have a friend who worked on the Brady bride whose sole purpose <laughs> was to be the handler and not let one of the brides leave his sight ever because one of the brides was had a little coke habit. Oh, one of the guys, you mean? No, the brides. Oh, the brides. The brides had a coke habit. Oh. So his job was to be the handler to make sure the bride wasn't doing bumps. So it's a 50-50 chance of who it could be. His job was to make sure she didn't do it. Imagine that's your job. Well, he was a he was her he was her handler. Basically. I will say that it, it always reminds me because the 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 Christmas one, the Brady Bunch Christmas movie, was on when I was in high school, and I remember going to school the next day, and this girl was in homeroom, and she said, "That Brady Bunch show, <laughs> that was good," and I remember just thinking, "What." What is wrong with this poor girl? <laughs> I never forgot that. <laughs> that was good. I mean, I think I've brought this up on the show before. She was it was like she had just watched the French Lieutenant's daughter. What's that what's that movie called? The French Lieutenant's Women? Yeah, or, or the Sophie's Choice or something like that. It was like, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Also Martha Quinn got married to Peter Brady yes. in, in one yep. of the shows. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Hunter um, was nowhere to be seen. Oh, poor Alan. Okay, okay. Oh, so they're in this. So, so uh, they go to this meeting, and then we <laughs> find out that Maya's sexist shit talking boss is that Frank. Frank. I think That's it's Frank. a. Co- I think yeah. it's a colleague, not her boss. But he was like shit talking, sexist. Yeah. And so bad mouthing Maya, berating her. And Alex got wind of Frank talking shit. Mm-hmm. So Alex is like, I'll fix you, Frank. Because then, yeah, when it came time to order lunch, Frank is like, I'd like a salad with no peppers, please. And um, the reason why he didn't want peppers is because he shared to Tammy Faye, the receptionist, I'm very allergic to peppers. 
And so then Alex then went to Tammy Faye and was like, oh, you know what? I'll order the lunch for you. And Tammy Faye, who was swamped with work, is like, oh, my gosh, Alex, you're a lifesaver. Here, take it. Do and- it. No, when he delivers the lunch, the one guy working there is so impressed that Alex <laughs> knew that his was a pasta salad. There's only three people there he's giving food to. Right, three people. One <laughs> one who he already handed it to. Uh it, Two, the person that's impressed, and three, his boss Maya, who he probably would have gotten her order. Right. He's like, how did you know that? That's my job. It's my job as an intern to know ahead of time that that's what you were getting, you moron. (laughs) (laughs) Alex had uh, had uh, put like pepper oil on the salad and then spit in it. Oh, he spit? I yeah. that. He spit because he closed oh, it like he was going to shake it up Ew. with the oil and then open it back up and spit in it. Isn't bad enough. He's poisoning the guy. He's got to spit in it, too. Boy. Alex Sp- meant business. Spiteful. Spiteful. Alex meant business. So, so, oh, so then everybody got their salad, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And like I said before, everybody on this cast, Whenever they would have eating scenes, they would be shoveling it in like they had they had not had a meal in 24 hours. So they immediately all grab their food boxes and just start shoveling it in. Just shoveling it in. And then all of a sudden, Frank goes... Imagine <laughs> <laughs> with the park ranger. Got something in her throat. That's not possible. This trail's been closed for eight years. It's extremely dangerous. <laughs> so, she'd be, so she'd go... <laughs> That's why she wouldn't choke? <laughs> <laughs> so 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 then Frank has his pepper attack. Well, dying is easy, comedy is hard. And then later we see Maya at home and her security system's acting up again. But this and, time well Alex is lurking. Alex goes into her house and, and starts sniffing, yeah. sniffing her panties. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> there, by the grace of God, go I. <laughs> anyway. And then she's like, <laughs> so then Maya's like worried about her security. And Alex is like, well, I could do a walkthrough if you want. Does that happen now? Oh, yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, he comes, yeah, yeah. he comes over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, I could do a walkthrough. But first she takes a like, bath. And then he was like, I can sleep over. <laughs> nice. I can stay if you yeah. want. Yeah, she turned down the D. Yeah. Because she was thinking, you know, because at first, of course, she's like, wait a minute, this is my employee. I can't be like, you know. We can Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't, be, I can't be getting the D for my intern. For my unpaid intern. No, he's At least paid. not now. He's going to get paid. He's making a little money. Well, he doesn't get paid for lurking, though. Yeah. And that seems to be part of, part of his responsibilities. Self-imposed. while Alex is there, uh, she finds out that she asks she, he asks her about how did the presentation go. And then while he's there, she finds out that it actually she actually got the client. And then, so then her and Alex are talking about their families and Alex is like, oh, I don't have a family. I see dead people. Right. And he's like, and they died in a car accident, which whose fault was that? 
Who caused the car accident, Alex? Well, she didn't ask you. that. She didn't ask. She should have. But was then, that, Alex, was that because of you? Did you like move the steering wheel and they went down a ditch? Just curious. I always ask that at this, this point of conversation. But then, you know what, though? What's that? It, it worked because he. if you want to get laid, he created sympathy for himself. And guess what happened? I'm taking notes. They did the nasty. We don't know that it was nasty. It may have been beautiful. Well, okay, whatever. He was sprung afterwards, whatever happened. (laughs) He was totally sprung. The making of the love. But, I mean, when you think about it. That creeped me out more than you saying panties. The making of the love. Oh, I didn't know panties creeped you out so much. Okay, doesn't creep me out, but I know it's a trigger word for others. (laughs) But when you think about it, though, it had been a few years since, like, Maya had a little action. So I'm sure that she threw it out. She threw down. Yeah. Uh. So then the next day, once again, so she walked into the office. They're very big on applause in this office. Yeah, even extras. They hire a lot of extras just to clap. One of the extras looked like Gerard Depardieu, too. He's like, yay. <laughs> okay, we've got to make a living. Well, oh, he heard Andy Ger- Richter's in this movie. Yeah, well, I get Andy it. Richter, you know, so Gerard Depardieu. you got to make money somehow. Ivica Fox, Jr. So, so, right? So, so then, yeah. So, so Tammy Faye Baker. Maya, <laughs> Maya goes at the Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, Tammy Faye Baker, yeah. Baker is in this movie. So, the room so yeah. kid hasn't been making any money, so his dad's got to go out and make a couple extra bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, the dad's like, "Listen, kid, I got to go do lifetime. Send you to college." Uh, so, so then Maya's getting the applause for getting the client, and then during her applause, Alex tries to grab her hand. That was dumb. Yeah. And that's what Maya says to Alex. Me sleeping with you was dumb. It was a mistake. And then Alex flips out. But then Maya like, goes and meets. Really I was a little bad. drunk. She says, I was a little drunk, a little, little lonely. Right. A little rock and roll, a little country. I have, I have emptiness syndrome. So, but then Maya goes and meets Ben, the room kid's hot dad. And he takes her on a tour of his gallery. And then. That'd be cool if his gallery looked like that room in right? <laughs> room, you know? And, and then. Well, we skip the like, spot where, where Maya goes and talks to her boss, Jason, and slyly hints that Alex may want to move to their new location that they're opening. And we find out that Frank is in a coma. Yes. A pepper also, coma. Alex is very upset because she calls him an intern. An intern? Yeah. He it's like, you are an intern. Well, he thought he definitely at least moved up to entry level position. <laughs> and so, That's not the only um, position he was in. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so then remember the part where when, when, when Maya first met Ben, Vivica A. Fox Jr. came and whisked her away. So that she could, so that she could seem more mysterious, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, Ben, when talking to Maya, was like, 
oh, well, I know that your friend came and whisked you away so that you could look more mysterious because I have sisters. And that's, what my sisters that's what my sisters say that you do. Imagine him sitting there with his three sisters, like, right, why, don't you, why can't you get a woman? I don't, know, I don't know. This one woman. Yeah, she looked mysterious. All right, all right. You know, so there's some annoying situation, aggravating. <laughs> so, so then Alex is like, hey, Maya, I bought, I, I got you some lunch. And then Maya was like, oh, well, you know, I actually have a client for lunch, which after learning, you know, knowing that Alex spit in the other guy's salad, I don't blame Maya for being kind of like, uh, no, Alex, I'm good. Well, then she <laughs> oh, immediately okay. went outside and ate her lunch that she had on her own, and he sees her. It's like, why wouldn't you leave the campus? And once, so again, and once again, she's shoveling it in from that box of food, just like shoveling it like she hadn't eaten since the last time she had lunch. Yeah. She has a big smile on her face. Like, oh my god, food! I haven't eaten in twenty four hours. Maybe they all, maybe like they all were getting stoned together, and they all had the munchies. Maybe, maybe, maybe it makes sense. I think that's why these people took these roles because they they read the scripts and we get to eat. Now we'll actually eat, right? (laughs) Yes. Oh, good. Dude, like tearing into the food. Kurt, when you get hired for a job, is that worked into your contract language? I work from home now, so I guess eat my own food well, I, I mean like acting out. gigs like anytime you're, you're on set is that part of the deal like are yeah. you always at craft services Kurt yeah, yeah. Are, are you always like well, eating the I, I did you know I worked meat? on that I worked on that show billions and I, I had they put me in a, a scene with Paul Giamatti who's considered like one of the greatest like character actors and they Were didn't like eating? my expression no I, I had to stand up they didn't like my expression they thought I had a like they thought that I had like a uh, it was a smirky shock. Uh, I looked smirky. Or what did they have so they, you do? It, I would just get up and look shocked, and they were like, "Oh, we, we don't like your expressions." They had to have me leave. I was like, "That's fine. I'll just hang up with craft service." They asked you to leave. They're like, "I just I had to leave the scene. They took me out of the scene." Yeah, and I was like, "Fine. I'll just go eat M and M's and craft service." They were, were read they a like, book. They're like, Kurt, maybe you need a snack. Maybe you need." No, they weren't that nice. <laughs> 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 I don't, <laughs> they were not that nice to me, but it's okay. <clears throat> oh, so then um, Maya meets Alex and she's like, guess what, Alex? I got you a job across town. We're opening up a new office and, and it's going to be a step up for you. And isn't that great? Is and Alex, great is like, for me? Alex is like, no, he's all pissed. <laughs> And then, um, and then, is this where he kind of threatens her? Yeah, because so they're in a a crowded, loud restaurant, and he first of all he sits like right next to her, and then uh, when she tells him about the job thing, he gets angry about this uh, and about the you know he, uh, he he says this is about the other night, wasn't it? Uh, brings up the gallery owner, like how does he even know about Ben? Um, and uh, or if if you're uh, Maya, how would you know about Ben? And uh, says the place where he worked before that went under was because a female project manager slept with an intern. So it doesn't yeah. come right out and say, I was the intern and I took him down, but it's heavily implied. 
and then he was like, of course, we're meant to be together. And so then this is where Maya is like, oh, yeah, well, I am going to do what Les Kirkendall Barrett says I should do. I'm going to be nosy and sleuth. And she goes on to not Google. She goes on to Swifty. She becomes a master investigator. She does a internet search. A Swifty search. That's what they called it. A Swifty search. I don't know anything about any Swifty. What are you talking about? And we find out his name is Alex Dale. Mm-hmm. And then she has pictures of him like in his military. Like, so he was in the reserves, but he got trouble. Well, it said there was a disturbing story about him, but we, we couldn't really read it. And that wasn't the reserves. That was ROTC. ROTC, yeah. Yeah. Ah. I thought he did say that's what he was in, though. He, oh, he said did reserves. reserves also. No, he, he said did reserves, say the yeah. reserves, but, it, but yeah. it ended up being like high school. That's ROTC. Now, in the next scene, he's sniffing, he's sniffing panties again. It just is. That's what's happening. That's a little sniffing. The place where he was living, like, because it was just a, a single room with like a single twin bed up against the wall, and it looked like a penitentiary almost, didn't it? Well... Maybe it was. <laughs> oh, so they let him out during the day to go stalk this woman? Oh, well, yeah. He spent some time there. He liked the <laughs> decor. It makes we're, him feel comfortable. Huh? We're, we're an outpatient panties. prison. <laughs> so, so then, oh, my God. So then he goes to the... So Vivica, Vivica Jr. is in, in the hospital. And she looks great. Like, for a woman just... Having been in an accident, she looks pretty. She looks good. Well, alone mm-hmm. in his room, first of all, very important that he uh, pulls out un- from under his bed a big chest filled with a bunch of ammunition, right? And grabs a gun. So then, he, then he goes to to Vivica Vivica Junior's hospital room, and so this is the part that made me kind of mad because he's there, he's mm-hmm. threatening her, he's implying that he's going to kill her. He's going to put looks, a pillow over her head. Yeah. yeah. She looks frightened. Yeah. And, the, and then the nurse comes in and interrupts them. But she doesn't say like, hey, this guy's getting ready to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Go get help. Very well, I thought she just changed her mind. Like it just seemed like it, it, it wasn't done very well because she seemed like she was aware that a pillow was coming to her head yeah. to suffocate her. And then she kind of changed her mind and said, well, maybe he was just fluffing it up for me. Because <laughs> wouldn't you be like, Okay, nurse, this guy was in my room. I feel very uncomfortable since, you know, you are in a hospital and could have 24-hour protection. Yeah. You wanted it. I would complain to the nurse on duty if somebody just walked in my room and started suffocating me with a pillow. <laughs> yeah. uh, at least press the button. <laughs> yeah, I'd press the button. At least press the button if you're getting They might not come. They might not come right away, but, you know, I'd at least put in some kind of complaint. So then Although... You- Although the pillows in the hospital suck, I don't even think they could suffocate <laughs> one of those things. They're like a, they look like hard. Those pillows really did look hard. Maybe, in that yeah, hospital. she had a good pillow. Like I could die in this. So meanwhile, Maya is still doing her snooping, and so she met someone from Alex's past. And this woman was like, "You better watch it because Alex is going to ruin your life. He ruined mine. He ruined yours." So, so then Maya meets up with Alex and she's like, oh yeah, Alex Preston, which is your real name. 
No, that was his fake name. I oh, know Alex. No, that's where he's like, oh yeah, Alex Preston. Your real name is Alex Dale, and <laughs> I'm not putting up with your shit. And then we see her and Vivica Junior, and who else was there? Like it was a room full of people. The police. The police and Vivica Junior, who instead of having a, um, so she had her arm in a cast, but there was a lovely scarf holding yep. the I also loved it when Vivica Jr. was still in the hospital. The bandages looked like she w- they were done by a five-year-old. Like the, her head was so haphazardly wrapped and she had this like handmade, like I'm sure they make professional looking slings now, but it was like they just used like a bandage to like wrap and like hold her arm up in a sling. It was so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I did love, I did love her, her scarf sling. Mm-hmm. She apparently remembered. She apparently all of a sudden had a memory that was Alex. Well, that happens on, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, I, like I was telling you before the podcast, I'm currently watching days of our lives. And that happens on soaps. They, they remember, you know, days of our lives are right now. Marlena is possessed by Satan and bringing the villains. Still. Oh yeah. Not only is she possessed by Satan, she's bringing all of the villains who died back to torment Salem. Oh, man, I just think it would be such a inconvenience to be possessed by Satan. And how long does it go on for? Well, it depends well, on what you sign up for. I guess it's good for Halloween. Well, she has, I'm she Satan. Has, and she has John Black like locked up in the basement. And you know who she's threatening? Jack Black? She's threatening Paulina Price, Jack Hay. Well, Jack Hay is in danger on day four <clears throat> Does she have a devil voice? Does she speak like in Latin? No, no, she she does. Her devil voice is very deep. And then her eyes, I'll send you guys a screenshot. So her hair is very, because she's blonde. It's Deidre Hall. So her her hair is very blonde and big. And she's wearing a red tight cat suit. Mm, Styling devil. Yes. And she's threatening, she's threatening Paulina Price, the Jack A. Hey, by the way, every, every, Post Halloween episode, we always comment on the walk of shame in West Hollywood that you see. It was a little different yeah. this year, though. Yeah, they didn't do the festival. Although I have seen some like random costume pieces in the street, which I always enjoy the next day. Yeah, because my favorite. So for listeners, for those of you who don't know, my favorite day of the year normally is the day after the morning after Halloween. Because you see, you're driving through West Hollywood. You see all the hungover people who hooked up from the night before walking home in last night's costume. Yeah, in the but, but like a very, very disheveled version of the costume. <laughs> I saw a guy, right. yes. So we're recording this on uh, Wednesday after a Halloween. So yesterday, Tuesday morning, two days after Halloween, <laughs> I was walking from my apartment so we're walking down the street and this is in the afternoon mind you and rolling up my street on a bird scooter is a guy in a very skimpy batman outfit but also wearing a bathrobe well <laughs> flying up my street that when was this so yeah, this is uh, after halloween so yesterday yeah so two days after two halloween days. coming wow, from somewhere in the middle of the day in his halloween costume and a bathrobe on a bird Ooh, scooter well. Sometimes it well, takes a couple of days to recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, 
so so then so so then we see Maya and she's out for a meal with Ben and in the distance she sees Alex walking by wearing a black hoodie. Yeah. And they sort then, of disguised it with a green army jacket, but that black hoodie was there. And yep. then this is where they did something different in this movie. They kind of changed it up. Mm-hmm. Because then we go to three months later. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Ben and Maya are now dating. They're officially, they're a couple. And mm-hmm. Maya is having her daughter, like she's going to celebrate. And so she's having her daughter over and Ben and Vivica Jr. And then Maya's daughter comes home. No, Vivica Jr. wasn't there. Oh, oh Vivica Jr. was going to be there. She, she was on her way. Yeah. She was on her way. So then Maya, so then um, Maya's daughter comes home and says, guess what, mom? I have a surprise. Mm-hmm. I want you to meet. Andrew and then Alex comes walking in and I was like oh my god I was actually impressed with this and I was like wow this is a different way to do this and they're kind of branching out a little bit and changing things up I, I well I saw this coming when we heard in the previous scene that Emma was coming to dinner and had a big surprise and so then he comes so then it's it's Alex and then he kind of pulls Maya aside and he's like, listen, I have a gun. So don't say, like, don't say anything because I have a gun. Now, he's got a gun, like, it's kind of in his pocket or, like, in his waist. Yeah, and his he crotch. sits down on it. He sits yeah. down at the dinner table with this. And I thought, right. I don't like to sit down with a phone in my pocket. It's mm-hmm. very cumbersome. I, you know? like... Legitimately, I've always wondered the people that have the gun down in the front of the pants, aren't you constantly in fear of shooting your balls. Yes, yeah. I would think that too. And guns are do that. too. Yeah. So it's not like it's, it's not like you're putting a phone in your pants because like phone's pretty light. Guns are heavy. That would be like having iPhones in your pants. And also like yeah, anytime I have put my, uh, my phone there, it's fallen down my leg. Well. Can't do it. Yeah. So they're having a meal. They're having their meal. Mm-hmm. Maya's looking very nervous. Also, at it should be noted that Kate and Emma are texting each other as friends now. Yeah. And so right before the dinner, Emma sent Kate a sneak peek of her surprise. And it was a picture of, you know, quote unquote, Andrew. And so Kate is immediately like jumping into action like, oh, shit, he's there at the house. Yes. And like she's trying to text, like she's texting, trying to get a hold of Maya. And Maya's phone is going off, and but she's like, you know, Andrew has the gun, and she knows he has the gun, so she can't answer the phone. And they're trying to make small talk, and Ben is trying to make small talk, but then Maya's nervous, and then it comes out that Andrew is really Alex. No. And then we, then we find out that him and Emma never did the deed either. Yeah, that made me feel better. Because he tells Emma, you're not my type. I like them older. They must have just done some hand activity or something. Yeah. But now, holding hands. Next, yeah, yeah. Now, next to um, Ben, is that the guy, the gallery owner? 
Yes. Is a knife that's as big as Excalibur. (laughs) What were they eating? A live pig? (laughs) What are they doing? (laughs) Anyway, so we see that. I also didn't comment on this, but it made me laugh that um, when Emma got home, like with this new boyfriend, she knocked on the door. Like, don't you, don't you live there? But sometimes, though, I mean, maybe she gave her key back. Maybe. Well, I remember once I was staying because, you know, I'm on the spring circuit and sometimes, you, you know, you stay with people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this one time I was in Canada and I was staying with these people and they had an adult son mm-hmm. who lived in the, like, you know. And so one day when they weren't home, the son came over and I let him in because I, I had been introduced to him. So I knew that they were, that he was their son. And when they came home, they got mad at the son for coming over when they weren't there. And I couldn't comprehend that because my thought was, well, I let him in because he was your son. And so I had normally a son you're allowed in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess maybe some people were weird. weird that way. Were and they I mad at you? Him. No, they were mad at him because he came over when they weren't there. But my thought was, yeah, he came over when they weren't there, but you're, he's your son. I didn't say this to them, but I'm thinking, but he's your son. So that's why I let him in. Cause he's your son. Yeah. Sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. Anyway. Sometimes those situations are uncomfortable. Most of the time that, Building uh, experiences have been good, but every once in a while there's a weird one. So, so then, um, everybody start fighting. They start arguing. Ben is like, "You're out." So I guess she, I guess she filled Ben in. Not completely. Well, she. <laughs> it was well, the other way she, around. Hey. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Yeah, she told Ben and the daughter about the existence of this psycho intern, but not that she had done the deed with him. And that's the best part. Really is. But then technically, Ben can get mad because they weren't even together. I don't think she was telling him so Ben wouldn't get mad. I think she she wasn't telling him because she's like, if I don't tell anyone, then it's literally just my word against his. Right. And, but then when you think about it, so uh, technically she thought Ben was over 21 because he was drinking. She's single. Oh, he's, he was definitely, Alex was definitely over 21. Right. So Ben can really get pissed at her even if the truth came out because all the stuff she did as a single woman. Yeah. I don't think she kept it from him because she uh, thought that he wouldn't like this other guy. She kept it from him because it was a secret that she wanted to keep. No, and I, I get that. Yeah. And I, I don't blame her. Like, like I'm not going to say anything out of sight, out of mind. So then, they, so then they start fighting. Everyone starts fighting. And then all of a sudden, who comes in and saves the day? Vivica A. Fox Jr. Yeah. She, she shoots him in the back. She's, and the only thing that was missing was you mess with the wrong intern. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> it was a, it was a whole kerfluffle though because the guy bends on the floor. He grabs he grabs Alex by the leg and it was a melee. And then was- Kate comes in and shoots him in the back. Right. Damn, looking fabulous, Jesse James, looking fabulous. 
And then she goes around. It's like that movie, The Assassination of Jesse James. Now she's got to, now she has to go around and do these plays where she reenacts shooting Alex. <laughs> right. <laughs> and people sing folk songs about her. Well, she shoots him. About a coward, how much of a coward she is. She shot him in the back. She didn't shoot him in, she didn't shoot him in the back. Though. I think she, she did, yeah. Yeah. Well, but he was getting ready to kill someone. So, for, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you then. You never shoot someone in the back. So then in the end, they're sitting around the table once again. Having dinner eating, again. Eating. Because, you know, they love to eat in this movie. And they're all drinking wine except for Emma, the daughter. The end. That's it, man. We did it. Well, I, no, I was, what did you guys think? I was entertained by I enjoyed it very much. I know you didn't think the acting was was, uh, up to par less, but I thought the acting was fairly solid. I thought that it was really well directed, actually. Alex did look like someone who I used to date. Oh, yeah? Can I have his number? These are are the only movies I watch. I don't watch, like, real movies. I only have have the time to watch these Lifetime and Hallmark movies. Well, (laughs) we better get in. We better get in. Some regular Dune. movies. We only have like a few weeks yeah, left yeah. of regular movies until we're inundated. What's up, the holidays? Yeah. Oh. By Christmas. And it looks like Lifetime is going to have as many Christmas movies as Hallmark. Yep. So much. And I shared this with you, and Jason was not happy about this. No. The fact that no. <laughs> RuPaul is going to have a a holiday movie. No. <laughs> Why are you so against that? What? I mean, I, I don't want to see it either. Not I don't want to watch. You. I've made my stance on drag shows known here that I don't oh, I like see. watching yeah. drag shows, and as a result, I just don't like things drag related because it feels like watching a drag show. And totally. And I and I get TV. that this would not be that at all, but I just. I'm just over. No, I seriously was just teasing. I I was just teasing because I saw this. I'm like, oh, Jason's gonna hate this. And there's an audience for that, and they should make it, and those people should watch it. If they want to watch it, I just don't want to. No, I was. I seriously was just like, oh, Jason's gonna hate this, and so that's why I said it to you guys. (laughs) Oh, that's uh. I'm going to start getting hate mail on, on this uh, podcast because I think there is a perception that I hate drag queens, the actual people, and I do not. I just don't like going to drag shows, and I feel like there's just drag shows all the time when you go out. All the time. Uh, You've been invited to. West Hollywood, there are. Well, yeah, where I live. So Maybe it's like improv shows. So there's nobody, nobody doesn't like an improv show. If they don't like it, they hate it. I hate it. Like they're just so mad that they went to improv, improv shows. I hate bad improv shows. I hate bad ones. You hate them? Bad ones. Bad ones, yeah. They I love good ones. Bad one. They went to a bad one and they are burned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. I got to run. So, I do. if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on my website, lescrookendallbarrett.com, or you can find me on Insta at Kirkendall. Jason, please uh, write and give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. That way more people can find the show. And I feel like we're growing because we're really close to hitting 20K. I think it's happening this week. Ooh, uh, yes. You can uh, follow us all on uh, Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Well, you can always check out KurtFitzpatrick.com. It's Kurt with a K. I don't know if I'll be doing the holiday special or not. Things have 
things are kind of crazy over here. So, but I'll get, I'll get something out there sooner or later. And until next time. Bye. 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 I want the last one that says bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.